your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! We're back for our main discussion this time, uh, talking 4th of July, talking summer, and let's start with... uh, kind of rolling off what we were talking about a couple episodes ago when I told you about my little proposal story. You said that your proposal story had to deal with uh, around 4th of July, Mick. Uh, yeah, so wife and I had been dating for quite a while and I decided to propose to her. And you, you know, it goes back to childhood. You, you measure the year, you have certain milestones. And for me, they were always Christmas and and not necessarily my birthday, but Christmas and 4th of July were like the two big beginning of school, end of school. Mm-hmm. So 4th of July was always big ever since I was a kid. My dad made it a big deal. So, you know, I'm thinking about proposing and 4th of July is coming up. And I thought, well, this 4th of July, that's I'm going to propose on the 4th of July. And uh, took her to the town park. We were out walking that night. It was later in the evening. And I proposed to her. And, of course, she said yes. And. Uh, I didn't even have to bribe her or anything. <laughs> so we're going back and we're sitting in the car for a minute. And I'm great friends at this point in time. This is in the late 90s, early 2000s. This is 2000. And then in that time period, I'm great friends with all the local town cops. And so we're about to leave. And here comes one of the town cops, the one I was most friendly with. And he sees us and backs in and shuts his car off. And he says, yeah, what are y'all doing? I said, well, I just proposed a marriage and you ruined it. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> Oh, man, quit shitting me. Really, what are y'all doing? I said, yeah, no, really. We had to show him the ring. And he's like, well, hey, well, congratulations. And I said, yeah, so we're just going to celebrate. But uh, so I got this whole trunk load of fireworks I bought today and know where to set them off. And, of course, <laughs> fireworks are illegal in Virginia. I had to go to Tennessee to buy them. And he said, <laughs> and he just shrugs and says, set them off right here. <laughs> and he said, nice. he said, what are they going to do? Either what are they going to do, call the law? <laughs> I'm like, well, that's true. So we get out and uh, we set off a couple fireworks, and then over his radio, you can hear Central Dispatch uh, Control Five Eight Four. Yeah, Five Eight Four. Go ahead. So where, where exactly it. are you? Are you in town or? Yeah, we're in the town park. Okay. Where the baseball fields and tennis courts and oh, all wow. this stuff is. And he's answering them back. Yeah, I'll check it out. Over. Yeah. And <laughs> and as he says that, we light another mortar, and it goes off and blows up over town. And, so after three or four calls like that, here comes uh, the other town cop. Small town, there's only one or two on duty. Usually one on duty at night, but holiday like that, there's two. <laughs> and this town cop was one of the meanest, most strict cops around. And he had given me numerous tickets, even being friendly with him. Well, he pulls up, what are y'all doing? And he's like, uh, we're shooting off fireworks. And he looks in the trunk and he says, give me one of them Roman candles. So, <laughs> So... It don't take long. It don't take long. We've got um, uh, county laws and state law there. Everybody's got Roman candles. They're having competitions to see who can shoot out a street light. And we blow. Oh my God. We blow up our mortar launcher, and we think the fun's over until one of the cops goes over to the third base and pulls the base out of the ground, revealing the pipe, and we start dropping them down and shooting them out of third base in the baseball field. And it was a beautiful start to the last 19 and some odd years for the wife and I. <laughs> so what was she doing as this is going on? Is she enjoying it as much as you are? 
she, well, you know, she probably like your wife and other listeners' wives, she puts up with a lot of stuff that she wouldn't normally do on her own. So uh, <laughs> she was participating, and I don't know. That's we great. just had a great time, and it was nice to know we were in the company of law enforcement officials that we couldn't get in trouble with, and it was just a good time. Always good to have uh, those uh, cops as friends. <laughs> friends in high places. <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah, we I remember some fun fireworks experiences. Probably not as fun as setting off fireworks with cops, but uh <laughs> we we always went down to this is back in Pennsylvania, and we went down to Altoona and there was always a 4th of July show. They still do it. And it's at a uh park, uh, like a little uh, amusement park. And it's surrounded by mountains. So you get down there, you're just trying to find a place to park and put your lawn chairs out to watch a show. And what they'll do to start the show, they always shoot up one of those that's just this huge booming sound. One like really bright blast and echoing off of the mountains there. It sounds like uh, a volcano erupting or something. You know, it's just such a incredible sound and then they shoot up a bunch of those at the same time and oh man it's the acoustics of where they would shoot those off and still do is awesome with those mountains so we would go down there many fourth of july's to to watch the the fireworks show but i don't know fireworks i don't know i always every time i buy fireworks i feel like i'm about 10 years old and I'm like <laughs> trying to hide from my dad, you know, shoot these off somewhere where we're not going to get in trouble. And now that my boy, my oldest is uh, 14, you know, I can start letting him light off some of the bigger ones that I would be like, no, son, stay back. Let mm-hmm. dad do this. And so now he's getting in the fun. And I don't know. I don't know what it is about it that just, just takes me back to that time when. Oh man, we got to find some, you know, M80s or whatever firecrackers, something that's a little bit dangerous, a little bit on that edge of. I, I think Pennsylvania was a state that didn't allow really the big mortar shots either, and like my uncle would drive over to New York State or somewhere to get the mortar shots and other little firecrackers and M80s and M whatever one thousands that they <laughs> that they you know get so. There was a little bit of that illegal substance <laughs> going on, I remember, well, as a kid. We never had to hide anything from my old man. You know, my dad was an outlaw from way back, and uh, he would uh-huh. make the pilgrimage for everybody over to Tennessee. There's a place uh, in Tennessee called Crazy Herbs. So that tells you it's a good place right there. <laughs> right. And it, it's been there my whole life. It's where we still go. We make the trek. and. Oh, he would bring back everything, but it goes even farther back for him because he was the chief of the fire department for years through the eighties. And they were the ones who done the town fireworks. So he had the connections, he had the know-how. So even beyond that part in his life, we had the most awesome fireworks shows around just cause he had the know-how. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you talked about fireworks was fireworks. The, the only thing that you had there in the town or did you have like a whole celebration throughout the day? Well, there's some like little towns that would do parades. 
Um, I can't remember. I don't think my hometown had a 4th of July parade, but there were some other ones close enough within driving distance that we could go to and watch. And I remember catching a few as a kid. But uh, our stuff was a little bit later in July when the county fair would come and we would do more parades and, you know, get the whole town together. It wasn't really around 4th of July. Well, we grew up in, in the little town. We grew up in Glade Spring, Virginia, very small town. But 4th of July was, besides Christmas, was the big event of the year. And so we would have the street vendors, uh, all the food vendors, funnel cakes and all that good stuff. You could buy all the cheap crap. Uh, we had live bands all day, horseshoe tournaments. And that Well, actually, a lot of that started when they moved to town. They used to have it at the town baseball field, and they would have a yearly softball tournament. Mm-hmm. And like one of the big attractions was donkey baseball. Have you ever heard of donkey baseball? I have heard of donkey baseball. I've no, I don't remember ever seeing it or watching it, whatever, participating, but I have heard of it, yes. Well, for the uncultured listeners that we may have, donkey baseball is you play baseball, but everybody's riding donkeys. So <laughs> Crazy. Now, let me tell you, this is as southern as southern gets right here. <laughs> and so if you if you actually hit the ball, that's the easy part. The hard part <laughs> is getting your donkey to run to first base with you on its back. <laughs> and trying to get the donkey to run to where the ball landed so you can get off and get the thing and throw it back in field. And so crazy. that was all. Yeah, we had, uh, I kid you not, we had the grease pig competitions. We had climbing the grease poles. Uh, those were such good times. And the live bands, and of course, they're playing Southern rock and, and, and dance music. And they'd go all night into the fireworks and nice fireworks shows. Then they moved to Town Square. And, you know, when it was at the ball field, it would start 8 a.m. that morning. But my mom mm-hmm. wouldn't ever want to go to like 4 in the evening because you'd end up staying there until fireworks. But when they moved it to Town Square, she would take us up to my grandmother's house who lived in town and drop us off at like 7 in the morning. And we would walk down there and spend all day long walking around eating cheap candy and funnel cakes. <laughs> and, oh, such I And that's part of why I mentioned that was one of the benchmarks of my year. That was something I really looked forward to as a kid was the 4th of July because of that town celebration. And now that's all mm-hmm. kind of went away. They, they do a little bit, but it's not like it used to be. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, uh, last couple of times we've been home, we usually go home on 4th of July just because that's a one less day that I have to spend on my vacation time. I get, you know, actually paid for that holiday. So we usually head home and, uh, we've been trying to find places to shoot off fireworks to go watch, uh, last several years. And this year was fun. We, my stepmother, she found a place, uh, in town, a country club that was shooting off fireworks. And I was like, well, there's a cemetery right beside there that we might be able to see the fireworks from there. So let's go check it out. And it worked. We we got there. We actually watched this year's show from a cemetery, which was kind of creepy and cool at the same time, I guess you'll say. Because you're surrounded by all these little flags, you know, in the ground from the veterans. And <laughs> watching the fireworks shoot up over the trees there, you know, at nighttime. It was really an interesting experience. One that I don't remember ever having, you know, while you're watching fireworks. It's usually just ooing and eyeing over the loud ones and you're crowded and you know eight people deep <laughs> in lawn chairs watching a show and that that we were the only ones there in the in the cemetery too which made it even 
weird, <laughs> creepier. But uh, it was fun this year. Ah, that ain't weird and creepy. You want to hear a creepy graveyard story? I can tell you a creepy graveyard story <laughs> at some point. Watching stuff from a distance. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and tell it now. Uh, you may want to put the ear muscle on some kids if they're around, but in the town I grew up in, we had this graveyard and this ties into our little summer theme here. Cause this only happened in the summertime, but uh-huh. it, it had a circular drive all the way around it. And on the Eastern side of that drive was a fence. And on the other side of the fence was the drive-in theater. And of course the drive-in was in its dying days in the late eighties, early nineties. It no longer showed mainstream movies. It no longer showed B movies. It only showed adult movies. So, but you could go by there at night and the parking lot of the drive-in would be empty, but that whole lane in the graveyard would have 20 cars deep lined (laughs) up. Gosh. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's, uh, wow. (laughs) Small town life, folks. I guess so. Wow. Yeah. Well, besides 4th of July, what else uh-huh. did you get into in the summers a lot of? Um, well, we experienced a little bit of that on our trip this week, which was going to the lake, uh, really is a, a dam where we go to, and they had just a little small beachfront there. You know, this is central PA, so we don't have a really a huge you know, if you're going to drive to the ocean, you got to drive a while. <laughs> so the closest thing we had was a was small little dam in a beach area that we would go to and hang out uh, during the summer. And just the community pool kind of experience. I just started watching the third season of Stranger Things. And one of the scenes, the that first scene with uh, Billy, who's walking to get up onto the lifeguard chair at the community pool and you know, he tells the kid yells at the kid to stop running. I was like, Oh my gosh, that just takes me back right there <laughs> of being at the community pool and, you know, having the little poop scares from the kiddie pool. And the, there was a whole concession stand, you know, so you'd go there and you'd fill up on sweets and soda and you're jumping in and out of the pool, you know, you get sick. And then the, uh, the whole experience of uh, being as a kid and you have the shared locker room, you know, and you're like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I could probably tell a couple more stories about that. But anyway, that, uh, you know, trying to find some water, basically. We didn't have uh, a pool at at my house, my uh, childhood home. We had uh, slip and slide. Oh, yeah. That was that was our experience outside of going to the community pool. I would I had a sprinkler that was uh, like this bug, and his antenna was like uh, would spray water. You'd hook it up to your hose, so that was one thing we could jump through. And then I got a slip and slide. You know, you hook your hose up to that, mm-hmm. and then I had the bright idea of okay, we're gonna do the sprinkler at the front of the slip and slide to get that, so you can jump through that, and then you can slide down the slide. And I remember this pretty vividly. So we're we're going on that for a while. And it's starting to make a huge like puddle, like mud puddle. So we just mm-hmm. decided, all right, let's let's get the sprinkler back. Let's tear the slip and slide back and let's just slide in the mud. Oh, this is man. in our this is in our backyard at <laughs> in my childhood home. 
And so we just started mudsliding. And my dad came home and about had a you-know-what fit <laughs> for his grass. <laughs> He's like, look what y'all did to my grass. And I could just remember running for the woods. <laughs> we just hauled it out of there to get away from his wrath. But we just tore up like a whole, I don't know, 50-foot section of his yard and just made it a huge mud pit thanks to that slip and slide and that sprinkler. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, it's all about finding that friend who had the, the pool or, or begging the mom to go to this, you know, the local community pool, trying to cool off, you know. Well, my kids love going to the, the community pool now, but I never went to the community pool when I was a kid. My dad owned his own business, so a lot of my summer days were filled working for him, but he paid exceptionally well for that time period and for my age. So I didn't complain, but what free time I had was generally spent trading baseball cards, people up and down the road, other kids. And we'd run together up and down the road. We had free reign on this road that we lived on. It was only about a mile and a half long. And it was like we were a biker gang on bicycles. There were about <laughs> six of us just running up and down the road all the time. I can remember I lived on a cul-de-sac, and it was on a little bit of a slope. So if you were at the top of the hill, you could pretty much – didn't have to pedal to get to the bottom of the street, right? So I remember the summer that they repaved our street. And everybody that had a bike, a skateboard, a pedal car, I mean, like, all the kids met at the top of the hill, and we were just riding stuff down. I had two little pedal cars that I had as a young kid in my basement. So I'd, I'd had, a like, a John Deere tractor that was a pedal car, and then this three-wheeler it was called the hot seat and it was like a like a huge three-wheeler chopper it had the little skinny tire in the front and two big plastic ones in the back i remember dragging those to the top of the hill that day along with my bicycle and people were riding skateboards with their you know brother or sister on the back down <laughs> down the paved street Oh my gosh, it was so much fun that day. I, mean, I just remember everybody seemed to be home that day. Everybody just grabbed whatever they could that had wheels <laughs> to get up to the top of the street and ride on that new pavement. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. We, When I was really young, my cousin lived behind us. We had a big hill and we had the uh, uh, big wheels and we uh -huh. would go up and down that hill all day long. And then on the other side of the years of trading baseball cards when i got a little older in the early 90s my dad hooked us up with uh one of the black boxes for cable mm -hmm. so we had pay-per-view viewer's choice and on really hot days or rainy days my brother and i would just stay inside and watch jfk when it was home back then and the adams family and then jfk <laughs> again and then oh all those movies that played on loop on those channels i probably i remember that one year the movie teen witch I watched uh -huh. that one summer probably about 40 times. <laughs> I've probably seen Adam's family 20 or 30 times, and I've sat through all of JFK 15 or 20 times. And <laughs> we would just sit there and just watch over and over and over and over on those summer days. Yeah. See, we, we would go in on rainy days to play like Atari or something, Nintendo, you know, when that came out. I don't remember ever sitting down like through a whole day and doing that. It was, we were always trying to get outside. Well, and, see, this was in the point of time it was hitting 13, 14 years old, and we'd uh -huh. be watching MTV. That's when you hit yeah. the lazy era. You've got kids, you know. Yeah. They don't oh, like yeah, to do yeah, stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, but younger than that, you know, we still had pretty good reign of our neighborhood. We none of our none of the houses in my neighborhood had like fences that weren't fenced in, privacy fences or anything. So you could just go from like house to house to house in their backyard. And we would ride our bikes all around from the woods. And we even I've I went home and clocked it because my parents would let me go down into town as long as we I was with a friend or something. We'd ride our bikes down to the candy store. And then we also would ride our bikes. There was a lot of four-wheeler trails going around where we our neighborhood was. And we would ride our bikes back these four-wheeler trails and would go over to the cemetery that was paved. And we would just, it was like the Graveyard 500 on our bicycles riding around that, <laughs> that cemetery until, you know, somebody paying their respects would get mad at us and, you kids go somewhere else, you know. <laughs> but it was like three-quarters of a mile that we would ride down to the candy store and then back, you know, with uh, no parental supervision. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weird to think about that now, you know, as a as a parent and how short that leash is, even around your own like neighborhood. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Uh, and that road I grew up on, we'd ride bikes. One year, uh, one of my dad's maybe second cousins or something opened a little diner. See, this road we lived on, you had the main highway, and this road turned off of it and eventually went back to it. Mm-hmm. So kind of like in the middle of that, there was a pull-off, and they opened this diner. And we'd go down there and eat sometimes, and, and Dad told him, said, hey, if he comes in here and he wants something to eat, just go ahead and fix him whatever he wants, and oh, nice. I'll, I'll pay, you know. So he went. we went down there on a Saturday, like the following week, and we're eating and she brings the bill and she said, do you want to go ahead and pay for the stuff he's got this week? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and they bring my dad a bill. I don't know what the total was, but I can tell you that stopped right then and there. Me going down there and eating because I wasn't just going for lunch. I would go in there and eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. And they also sold convenience items like cookies and crackers and chips. I was getting three or four bags of chips and cookies it was probably a week's worth of groceries that I consumed that he had to pay for that wow. Saturday. <laughs> wow. That reminds me of like the, uh, the room service bill on home alone too. Yeah. <laughs> you spent 900 and whatever dollars in room service. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sad thing is I could have spent more if, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. I was trying to be conservative, <laughs> but you know, when you have that, that oh. carte blanche in the summertime, to stop in there and get a nice cold drink or yeah. a milkshake and some cookies. And, hey, what's today's special? Lasagna? Yeah, give me some of that lasagna. <laughs> Go back and eat a hamburger at dinner and give me a piece of pie and some banana pudding and a oh, milkshake. Wow. And it could have been worse. Yeah. See, it was all about the candy for me. I mean, I, I could care less about going riding down to Tasty Freeze and getting a chili dog. It was all about going to the candy <laughs> store and filling up. See, we we lived on a on a hill. So I could basically coast into town, but you had to, we would end up pushing our bikes back. So we had, we would coast into town. You get our, you know, ice cream, your WWF ice cream bar. We'd get some of those and you get as much candy as you could in you. So you had enough energy to get your bike back up the hill (laughs) to get back home. So we weren't thinking about meals. We were just thinking about sugar. We wanted sugar <laughs> and we never had that, you know, there was no, uh, 
There was no tab at the uh, Buzzards grocery store there in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. Let me tell you, they had to earn those money. (laughs) That's another recommended product I'll have to put on the site. Biking to Buzzards, Jason's book about that. (laughs) True. Yes. A lot of these I've I've put in there. It's a short little memoir, but um, yeah, I've, I've got some fun memories in there about growing up in small town PA. It was a one, one traffic light town. So I don't know how was that was compared to your experience. Well, at least you had a traffic light. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. closest traffic light to where I grew up was about 15 miles away. Wow. Yeah. We're out in the sticks. Oh, I grew up on a 45-acre farm. And when I was really young, six, seven years old, my cousin who lived over from us, we would spend daylight to dark just exploring the farm. Dad would be off at work. Mom would be doing her thing. My brother's not around. It's just two seven-year-olds, 40 acres from home. Hey, look at this bloated cow in the pond. Yeah, let's go <laughs> swimming. You know, we go swimming in it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we, we had kind of the same thing. I mean, that little cul-de-sac, there's probably 20 homes, you know, up and down. Each side, there was a Jehovah's Witness church that you can read all about the stuff that we did there uh, in my book. But <laughs> we would climb up on the roof of that during the summer and just hang out, you know. Hey, I'm, I'm on top of a building, you know, acting all badass. But uh, we had uh, farming land around us, so we'd go up there and find uh, corn and store that for our uh, Halloween prank days when we go corning. <laughs> wait, <laughs> so, uh, wait. Uh-huh. what's, what's corning? You don't know what corning is. Okay. No, I mean, I grew up in the backwoods, but that one has passed me by. So you go, you go up there, you, you find some corn and shuck it. So you get down to the kernels and then basically uh, Halloween night, you just grab a handful of kernels and throw them <laughs> as hard as you can at the neighbor's door. You know, which was usually a screen door, so it made a loud noise. So it was it was twofold in the fact that you got to throw it and make a loud noise to scare all the people in the house, and then the the next day they had to come out and sweep it all up. You know, <laughs> okay. So you were so you were letting the corn dry and taking the hard kernels off and throwing right. them by the hand. Yes. Yes. Why not just throw the whole stalk with the hard corn kernels on yeah. it? Well, we weren't. That'd see, make a louder noise. It would make a louder noise, but uh, we were more into the prank and not property damage kind of oh. age range. There, you know. <laughs> yeah, just egging and toilet paper was was just too simple for you all. <laughs> oh yeah, no, oh, we did that too. But you know, corning was was part of it. Uh, part of the I've process. I've never too. heard of corning until oh just now. Well, there you go. We'll have to we'll have to make that a. A TRN discussion around Halloween, all of our Halloween pranks. Heck, I'll make that a video. Me and the kids will go corning <laughs> this year, and we'll we'll film it. Well, living in the city, I don't have access to the corn I did as a kid, so I'll I'll, I'll leave stuff. that to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we uh, we got some summer memories there. We dished out, and we've got some more coming up on the website later this month tapping into those summer memories as kids and everything do we have some more like uh particular themes going with that mick or is it just kind of summer memories well i threw it out to folks uh to take from it what they wanted to Uh like summer vacation 
whether that, you know, trips they remember fondly or different, you know, just the entire summer vacation. So whatever people come up with on their own, I really don't know what it'll be. For me, I, I can tell you the piece I'm working on is uh, one of the big yearly traditions for us in the summertime, our yearly mm-hmm. trip and some other vacation stuff. So just I'm not sure how everybody will interpret that. So it's hard to tell what we'll get at the moment. Okay. Well, uh, we'll kind of leave it at that and let y'all check that out on the Retro Network. Retro Network.